I'm Mark Erickson. Zach Veach. Felipe Nasser. And you're listening to Checkers and Records. Drivers, start your engines! Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. Hopefully everybody's doing all right today. We got Kyle to finish up that conversation here with us this morning. We'll get right to him here. We've been chatting a little this morning. Kyle Westwood, good morning, sir. Good morning. Two weeks in a row. You guys sick of me yet? No, I'm I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. I know I'm getting there myself. No, I'm completely joking. Thank you so much. No, me too, to be honest. (laughs) He he won't listen to this show. We get one less listener every week that Kyle's on because he hates listening to his own voice. So, yep. (laughs) He says, yep. But (laughs) Kyle is our NASCAR specialist here. He is the... Uh, the the top dog in independent NASCAR reporting there. So check Kyle out anywhere you want to check him out. I don't know where you want him to check you out, Kyle, but hey, just check him out when he's walking down the street. He'd probably appreciate that. Anyway, <laughs> Kyle Westwood, it's it's Daytona week, and one can only imagine like Kyle has grown a beard. That he he's probably all scruffy. He probably looks like he hasn't showered in a couple of days. He's been watching racing. He's been tied to that TV. And we're almost through. You can almost sleep, Kyle. Yeah, you should see the imprint I made in the couch over the last couple of days. I, I can only imagine the groove. It's like the Homer Simpson groove is sitting yeah. there. So perfect there. <laughs> but, uh, man, some excitement on the iRacing world. We'll get to that first is they have their Daytona 500 here. And, and you didn't partake. I, I thought that would have been something that you would have got into. But, I, I get where you were saying. We were talking before the show here. Uh, I got into it. I was in an accident, probably 20 laps into it. Um, I, you know, got a little damage uh, from uh, stuff happening in front. But I, you, you pull through it, and, and I was just kind of moseying back there like I was driving around the interstate here in Indianapolis. But uh, yeah, And then I, you got <laughs> poor Scott Schroeder who attempted, what, two or three of them? And I don't think he made it past lap 20 in anything. Right. Absolutely. It's CJ. It's not the, it's, I think it's the, the camera itself. That's on, it's, it's art. It's art here. We're, we're all a little tilted here. So, (laughs) um, but, um, uh, we, we talk, uh, about the, the Daytona 500 there on iRacing is it was pretty fun. I will say that. I mean, is it what I wanted to do? No, but I, I, I plan on taking that NIS season and, and stretching that out to run kind of like a, a series for myself, if you will. So um, really just – no, you're good, CJ. I really just appreciate uh, uh, that kind of series for what it is because it follows the NASCAR schedule. And I think that's kind of fun because myself as a broadcaster, it gives me me time to to pick those those four races – and make a, a run for that. So is that something, I mean, with those races, not all being full races, uh, Kyle's, uh, Kyle's opinion on this is I ain't getting paid. So if I got damage, I'm getting out <laughs> cause I'm just wasting time. So, uh, I, I, I get it, but, uh, is, is this something that you would partake in knowing that they're not all full races like that? 
Yeah, I think I would. I don't know if, it, like you just said, I don't think I'd want to sit down for full-length races every week, but with them being partial length, yeah, I would definitely sit in running those with you. Daytona's also a little different, too, because you, with, say you're at um, Homestead, if you got a little damage, are you going to be running with the top, the guys up top, up front? No, but you're still racing with somebody here. It seemed like at Daytona, if you can't hold the draft, if you got that little damage, man, like I said, it, it is just kind of like an interstate drive. I felt like I'm driving to the beach, taking a three-hour stint here. Oh, yeah, you're just kind of <laughs> putting around by yourself until you get lapped by the pack. You get about 30 seconds of excitement, and then you're back to putting around. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> here. So, hey, we, we won't stick too much on the iRacing front as we do have a huge race ahead of us. And let's get right into it here as we, we talked about this team and they come and they take the, the top board here last week as we, we talked about Hendrick, Alex Bowman, William Byron, kind of the two that aren't expected to be up there. You would have thought the other two, but they make the, the run for the, the front row. Now, the interesting thing about that is it's still kind of uh, up in the air. I haven't seen anything as far as uh, uh, Bowman's concerned. If they have touched that engine, if they have messed so, with it, they did report uh, some some problems, I guess, in that duel. Do you know anything else on that, Kyle? Yeah, uh, Greg Ives confirmed on Twitter, I believe it was last night, that they are just going to run the car that they had. They believe it was just a engine misfire or something along those lines. He believes it's going to be all right, so they're going to keep their pole starting position. Now, wouldn't you hate to be the guy making that call and then lap 40, boo, the smoke just extends from the, the car of the 88. I can only imagine how embarrassing that would be. <laughs> you see, do you see what I just said? I said the 88. I got to get used to that. Yeah, that's going to take some uh, getting used to for sure. That I just poked and turned the knife on Kyle right there. The 48 yeah, of Alex Bowman. <laughs> didn't think we were going to start this right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> what a uh, 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 interesting duel it was, though. The uh, the first one came out. Eric Almarolo pulls that one out. And what do you, I mean, that first duel, what do you have to say about that? You know, I, I thought for the most part it was a fairly clean ran race and, and gives us a good idea of what we're going to see in the 500 today. Yeah, in the first duel, I don't think we really saw any uh, incidents as far as, like, wrecks. Right. That one was pretty tame until about the last – two three laps second duel <laughs> kind of <laughs> everybody went a little wild in that one but yeah that first one i think eric did a great job on that last lap by timing it just right so in another thing that we were talking about earlier this week and I, I think you were part of this conversation is we were talking about how it's interesting that this year that we got some cars that are trying to make it into the field yeah, you got a lot of good cars too. A lot of guys who were trying to show or who showed a lot of speed trying to make it in, who unfortunately did not make it in uh, because of their uh, charter rule there in NASCAR. Got a lot of the Rick Ware cars, I believe, that made it in in place of them. Right. So, but like, so uh, let's, I think Gregson is one of these cars that is not going to be running because of that incident in the second duel. Take him, take him out of the position to make his way in. And, you know, it's just, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, who is some other, I don't think, did Smithley make it after that incident? Uh, unfortunately, he did make it. <laughs> he did, okay. He wrecked the field and then made it in. Um, um, who Ty else? Dillon was another one. The, yes, Ty Dillon, yep. 
So uh, it's pretty interesting, though, because in NASCAR, we haven't seen that really style of competition uh, with so many cars coming to the track trying to get into the race. And I think that's what really is going to make this year interesting. And and someone uh, brought up the point here, and it may have been you, that they were saying, you know, with all the the cars, it's it's the next gen next year. So people got a bunch of cars just sitting around that, hey, let's race them. Exactly, because after this year, they're obsolete anyways. So it's not like they got to hold on to the last few cars they have for future races. After this year, it's just they're done and over with. So this year, everybody's kind of showing up to the tracks. Absolutely there. So then in the second duel, a little more uh, cautions fly, and Austin Dillon takes a, uh, a, a an impressive win over Bubba Wallace there. And then also, I think, we saw Bubba try to try to pull out a little intimidation move and, and try to maybe crowd him at that line. And Austin Dillon came up and said, uh-uh, no, 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 I ain't having none of that. Gave him the, the bump, the tap up there. So I, I think we could see a little interesting dynamic starting uh, between these guys right there. These guys, they're not going to have any uh, mix-up on the track. I, I don't think they're going to jam each other. But uh, I, I don't see Austin Dillon, Bubba Wallace, they start very close today. I don't see them really <laughs> working well with each other. What do you think about that? Did, no, am I looking I don't, too I don't much either. into that? But uh, Well, first of all, I got to say that that move by Austin Dillon was very impressive. I, yeah, I will give him credit on that. Dillon fan, <laughs> but man, was I impressed by that move. Most guys wouldn't have even thought about kind of shunting him in the door to keep that side draft from coming at the end there. Right. Most guys would just kind of hold it on the yellow line and hope for the best. But that was that was impressive, that little move that he kind of – I mean, it was a risky one at that. But, I mean, it worked out, and he got the win, so. Yeah, it was very risky there because – and that's the move, though. you got to give it to Bubba. I don't care what you think about the guy. But a lot of guys would have tried to take that down and make a block then. And when you see that move happen and they go down to make that block, that's when that dangerous that, – that big one happens, I think. And what Bubba did is he tried to intimidate him. He tried to crowd him down at the line, but he didn't swing that car in front of him like we've seen a lot of people do in the past. So I do right. have to give him a lot of credit in that that role. Uh, yeah, I think Bubba was smart enough to know that that would not have ended well if he tried to take it down a block back. Dylan had such a run, and that lane change that Dylan made from the top to the bottom was so <laughs> dangerous, so, I guess, abrupt. <laughs> yeah. That I don't think uh, Wallace even had a chance to consider going down there. To <laughs> so at the at the back of his mind, do you think Bubba Wallace is thinking to himself at the at the end of the day, like, "Hey, I don't want to go talk to the boss already about a wrecked car." Uh, yeah, that's probably a good point because <laughs> you got to think he has two bosses now. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Not something you necessarily want to do there. So we keep it moving down the field here for today's five hundred. And you look, uh, Christopher Bell starting right there. Kind of an interesting one. Uh, gaining that momentum from the end of the season last year. Not the the start of his NASCAR career, kind of, that I, I thought he was going to have. Not sure. What do you, I mean, what do you think about Christopher Bell's chances here today? Um, so, Christopher Bell is kind of a weird one last year because he was in that 95 car. Not, I wouldn't put that one at, like, a top-tier NASCAR team level. Right, but, but you was still kinda... had the... The tied support. in with Joe Gibbs equipment. Yeah. Right. This year, he's in the actual Joe Gibbs equipment. So I would 
in my head, I'm kind of counting this as his rookie season, if I'm being honest. Fair, but, uh, right. I'm curious to see what he does in that 20 car. Cause I mean, Eric Jones had some good runs in that 20 car last year and no offense to Eric Jones, but I believe Christopher Bell has a bit more talent. I completely agree with you on that one. So I'm very curious to see what Bell goes. Bell's one of those guys that I'm kind of, ever since uh, Jimmy walked away, I got a handful of drivers that I'm going to be watching this upcoming season. I, I have him on that list. So uh, next one down here, starting seventh, Ryan Newman coming off of what everybody sees or saw, sorry, last year in that uh, horrific accident, steps in the car and really just erases that. It seems like doesn't have a problem here um, getting back in the car. I mean, he he's obviously an older driver. He understands the risk, and he put that completely out of his mind and put it in the top ten. Impressive there. Do I see Newman making a run up towards the front? I think we always do in a race like this. But is he is he there for the win at the end of the day? I don't think so. What do you think? I mean, it's Daytona. You never know. He was there for the win last season. But as far as the rest of the season goes, I think uh, I think Newman's career has kind of run its course, to be honest. I think uh, any shot at a win that Newman has moving forward will be at the, uh, the plate races. There you Hopefully go. Dave Hunt is not listening. Well, thank God you didn't call him the plate tracks either. So we got Kevin Harvick, Joey Logano, and Kyle Busch, three big names starting down the line here, um, the next uh, eighth, ninth, and tenth. Who do you think comes out top dog of those three? Uh, List the three again. (laughs) Kevin Harvick, Joey Logano, and Kyle Busch, big names in NASCAR. Uh, That one's tough. So Kyle Busch and his history with the 500, I'm automatically writing him off. out of those other two, Joey Logano, he's got he's got the most uh, plate plate race wins. I almost said it. Almost said <laughs> it. Uh, plus, he always always seems to be around at the end of these things. So I'm waiting for someone to say Joey it's Logano. not a plate race. It's not a plate race. So, <laughs> yeah, you know what's coming too. <laughs> Absolutely, Katie. This is Kyle. This is a buddy of mine. He's an independent reporter for NASCAR. Uh, does a does a great job. Uh, you can check him out at downingtap.com as well there. So, <laughs> no, just Joe. He's a, just a big NASCAR fan of mine, a buddy of mine here. So, we're going to chat it up about the Daytona 500. We got uh, the champ then starting 12th. Next to his teammate, Kyle Larson. And friend then in 14th, Ryan Blaney. Another little trio here. I think that's a, a solid little threesome to watch is really you could see these three kind of working together until Blaney makes it around his team, I think. Yeah, at the end of this thing, it's going to come down to two different teams. Uh, so I don't see Blaney working with them at the end, but I could see him playing nice throughout the uh, good part of the race, throughout the middle there, that little stretch where everybody's just kind of putting around. <laughs> Absolutely there. Yeah, uh, Scott's buddy here, Corey LaJoy. Scott is so hooked on Corey LaJoy, he thinks he's going to do big things. That's one guy, though, that when you look at these super speedways, he is always, he seems to find the top 10. It, it, it's a, a driver that just has a knack for these. Do you, would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. Corey's, hell, even in the lowest tier equipment, he always managed to find himself inside the top 10. And I believe this year he has some slightly better equipment, so I'm curious to see uh, if he can get up there and lead some laps. I think that Spire is going to be a team to definitely watch because they're investing money into motorsports uh, overall, and I think that's going to be a, a solid run here 
so uh, yeah, I, I agree with that one. I definitely uh, expect to to see them making some solid gains here throughout the uh, the season. Uh, we <coughs> oh, she meant me. <laughs> no, I'm a goofball. That's what I am. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Starting twentieth. Kind of a, a shocker, Kyle. We, we hadn't talked about this. I was going to wait till we came around to his name here in the starting lineup. Kurt Busch makes a, a video here, puts it out. He's talking to Gronk on the phone. Michael Waltrip's talking on the TV. Is this Kurt Busch's final year? Does he retire in 2021? What do you think? I think yes. I think this is his final year. I don't think that video could have stated that any clearer in my mind. Yeah, and what I kind of find weird about that is at the end of the video, he kind of hinted that he's hanging it up and he's done. But in the middle of the video, he's talking about how he doesn't know if retirement's yet for him. So it's kind of, I don't know, I was getting a little confused by it. It seemed a little back and forth. (laughs) And another thing I find weird is you watch NASCAR Race Hub and all these other uh, NASCAR shows, and there's not much talk about Kurt Busch's retirement which means i don't think they're 100 percent sure themselves i don't think he's come out and like right he hasn't come like flat out and said that he's retiring or or hanging it up this year so i'm curious to see what he does but honestly i could kind of see him running this year and maybe depending on how it goes sticking around for one more because i do think he's kind of curious to see what this gen 7 car brings so that's an interesting play, though. So he's coming off of a, a run where he almost did make that final four. He was doing a, a a great job at keeping a pretty consistent run last year with that Ganassi ride, being the top dog there as well with uh, what happened with Kyle Larson. Uh, I think that kind of helped his, uh, let's say, his ego. Because uh, in all honesty, I, I do feel, is it a bad thing? No. But I feel like the Bush brothers need a little ego with their pancakes in the morning to to really be successful and maybe that did push him back up to that that uber competitive level that we've seen bush at in the past so an interesting take i guess on your end to say i could see bush coming out and saying i might retire this year i'm gonna say this here if i have a good season then i can ride off into the sunset i can fly that jet off if not i can say i told you i'm a racer and i'm here for the checkered flag so yeah i guess you you could play that both ways there, but my take of that video is he's leaving NASCAR. This is his last year in NASCAR. What did he come from? Are you are you familiar? Uh, I believe he came from a lot like Kyle. I think their background was a lot of the legend cars. Uh, I thought he was in motocross and supercross as well. Uh, you might be right. I'm not. I'm so, not a hundred percent on Kurt it, Busch's background there. If I'm correct there. At one point in the video, they show a little motocross supercross jump, stuff like that. Is this something that he would would get back into or get into here being older, being a, 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 a up in age? That's that's not exactly easy on your body, but I could see Bush going out there and saying, hey, because like he said in that video, I've done the 500. I Yeah, there's a, a few other races I want to do, but I've done a rally in in Italy, I've done these things, and I've I've won a championship here. I think he he says it right there. I've done everything there is to do in NASCAR, and he taps that top of the the hood. So I think that at the end of the day, I think that is saying I am done in NASCAR. 
but I'm not done racing. I do think he remains a racer. So in what uh, in what uh, um, part or uh, what uh, place he plays in that what role he plays, not 100% certain there. Maybe it's owning. Maybe he, he gets into something like his brother was. So uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I don't know. That's uh, kind of an interesting video. I thought it was a really good video, though, overall. Yeah, it was actually really well put together. You can tell Monster Energy definitely had their hands on that one. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, absolutely. But I love when he he pulls up next to Vanilla Ice and they just yeah, the, that was good. The little exchange <laughs> there, the the song lyrics. <laughs> so you look down the uh, the line, Ricky Stenthouse Jr. I don't expect him to to do too much here today. Chris <laughs> Busher maybe up and down there. Matt DiBenedetto, kind of the same same deal there. Now he he does have that Wood Brothers ride. Does that kind of help Matt here at a super speedway? Uh, yes and no. I mm, Matt Benedetto is a good driver, but I wouldn't say he's a very consistent driver. It, right, exactly. So I mean, he's not. I don't know. He's not one to really hang around the front of these things. He always kinds of. He always, for the most part, seems like the kind of guy to kind of run in the middle, right where you don't want. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's he's in the middle of the big one then. So, yep. uh, uh, no dissing, no dissing, Jason. I'm just being honest here. We're just being honest, throwing down the facts. So, uh, <laughs> Keselowski, he's slated to start 24th. I do believe he's going to be one of these guys falling to the back. Um, you can't write off Keselowski, I don't think, at the end of the day. Uh, it doesn't matter if he starts first. It doesn't matter if he starts back at the back. He is always going to be a competitor, especially at a race like this. Uh, see, I gotta be honest. I'm thinking the opposite for Kozlowski. Those Penske guys always seem like uh, their strategy for Daytona or Talladega is lead as many laps as possible. I think Kozlowski tries to move up as soon as possible and lead as many laps as he can in this thing. Oh, I'm not saying he doesn't, but I, I don't think it matters where he starts in this race. He's always going to be competitive at Daytona. That's what I'm saying. Oh, right. Yeah, he's always he's another one that's always seems to be there at the end of the and slated to fire off right behind him, arguably the the uh, super speedway ringer, if there was one in NASCAR, and that's Denny Hamlin. Can he go for three straight, Kyle? That's that's the big question today. I think so. He's my pick. That that'll I be. I don't think it's ever been done before, right? Three I don't think three has been done. I do not think so. So it'll be interesting, definitely to to see that. Uh, come in and and see if, if Hamlin can get it done as he starts a little farther back. He's got a little more on his mind now as a uh, team owner, as a driver. Um, so maybe a little too many eggs in one basket, per se, for Denny Hamlin. It'll be interesting to see there. You look down the rest of the line, you got Martin Truex Jr., I think could do a great job today. Cole Custer, uh, Tyler Reddick's back there, Chase Briscoe. He's going to have to move to the back of the field. How do you think a, a young Chase Briscoe uh, um, is affected by that that move back to the back of the field after already not having a, a solid uh, a run here already this week? Uh, I think he'll be all right. Honestly, I think for the most part, the cup cars drive Daytona pretty similar to the Xfinity cars. So I don't think it's going to be too big of a learning curve for him to get this figured out plus he's got some really good teammates i think he'll be able to compete here today for it at least the lead i don't i don't know if he'll be around at the end 
maybe some of that ex- inexperience will get to him at some point and he'll get wrapped up in something. But I could see him uh, at least making a charge to the front at some point today. So then you got the uh, 31 spot there of Eric Jones in the 43 here this year. So uh, a guy that we saw had some success, uh, like you said, though, uh, and I agree. I don't think he is the driver that we have in the 20 now with Christopher Bell. Um, do you think, Tegan's asking out here, do you think we have a, a chance that that 43 is in victory lane here this year? Not saying that Daytona 500 necessarily, but this year in general. Uh, no, I do not. I would agree um, with you on that. If it happens, it would be Daytona or Talladega. But, I mean, ugh. So that one's rough. I feel like when Bubba was in that car, every now and then he'd get a really good run. And I'd hate to say it, but I do think Eric Jones does have a little more talent than Bubba Wallace. I agree with you. I do think we'll see some good, maybe top 10, top uh, seven runs, maybe at some point in the year. But unfortunately, that 43 car does not seem consistent on a weekly basis. You're saying as far as like the the back end, not the maybe not necessarily the driver behind it, right? Because we've seen Eric Jones, especially uh, what he has a Darlington win. He's he's been he's been competitive over the last couple of years. We know he could be around for wins from depending on the track, but unfortunately, in the 43 equipment, I don't really see him going for any wins anymore. Yeah, see, and I, that's where I agree with you. Is I don't think I, I think the the they've had the drivers but they just haven't had the equipment necessarily. And right now, uh, I, I, I can't remember. I, we talk so much NASCAR between like four or five of us that I can't remember. It's Kyle that I talked to, but somebody had mentioned uh, that this is more of a crew car right now. It's a setup car more so than it is a driver's car. And if you don't have the, the right crew setting it up, you're already putting yourself behind the eight ball. And I do agree with that, that it is, it's more of a, a crew uh, it's more of a setup-driven car now than it is a a driver's car, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. So then we, we look down the line. You got a few bigger names out here. The one that just strikes me as uh, uh, comical is Derek Cope. Hopefully the old guy <laughs> doesn't go out there and, and uh, end up, you know, I, you just don't want to see anybody get hurt. Uh, I'm sure he is. Obviously, he's been cleared. He, he knows what he's doing out there. But it, it's a different ride, and you wonder what the decision to go out there, what is it, 25 years, 20, what, 26, 27 years after his Daytona 500 win, to try to do it again. But, I mean, hey, at the end of the day, uh, congrats to you for going out there and, and giving it a go. The last one I'll ask you here, Kyle, though, is starting in 39th, or slated to start back in 39th, Austin Sindrick. What do you think he does? Do you think – this kid has any opportunity today to, to put this bad boy up in the front and, and do something with it. Cause I'll tell you what I do. And I think these guys in front of them need to look out. Oh yeah. I no, I definitely agree. Uh, I think, well, I mean, look at him yesterday. He got the win. So I think he's got that confidence rolling in today. So I think he'll get up there. I, I think uh, his situation will be a lot like, uh, Briscoe, I could actually see those two working together during this race, seeing that they were both competing for the championship last year in Xfinity. I think there's a bit of a mutual respect there, so I could see them kind of working their way up to the front together. 
Absolutely. There, I I'm gonna agree with you there. I think uh, these guys, like I said, they they gotta watch out here. So, uh, Kyle, I'm not gonna keep you much longer here, but we do have to ask you, as it is the Daytona 500, it is that time we get to make these again, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to join along with Kyle and myself. It is that time for the checkers and wreckers picks of the week. Oh yeah, I'm jacked. I hope Kyle is too here. Here we go. This is the time where you pick your checker, who you think is going to take the win, your wrecker, not necessarily going to wreck, but somebody you don't think is going to perform like they should. And then your dark horse. We're going to pick a dark horse here today. And we're going to take a, a, a guy that uh, is going to surprise the, the NASCAR world here. So, Kyle, I will let you – Do you? I, I'll let you choose. Do you want to lead him off here, or do you want me to to start us off with the checker pick? Uh, I'm curious in yours. You go first. All righty. So, my checker pick, you don't think is going to happen. I called it last year. He had a little mishap at the end. He was so close. And I think this man is hungry this year. I think we're going to see some solid things from him. And I think Kyle Busch is going to lift that trophy in the air today. <laughs> All right. Um, I mean, that's not a bad pick, I guess. You never know with Kyle Busch. He I is rolling his for... eyes behind the mic so much. It's unreal <laughs> right now. I mean, he's due for one, I guess. But we'll see. Um, I would say my pick for the checkers today has got to be Denny Hamlin. He's got two in a row. He always is there at the end of these things. I think he's he's got his mind set on this third Daytona 500 in a row, and I think he gets it done. There you go. It, it, it's hard to go against Hamlin. I'm with you there. Uh, so I, I think that's a solid pick. Um, we, we go to the wrecker, and I think Kyle and myself, if, if, we, if we're on the same page, and I think we are here, we're going to agree with this one. And as much as Kyle doesn't want to hear this, I'm gonna I don't go. Think we will. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. I'm gonna go with Bowman. He starts on the pole. He he is questionable about this engine, and that's at best. So I I just don't think it it holds up, and I don't think he has a solid run. I think he's gonna have to baby it at first to make sure it's okay, to make sure it's good. Uh, and I I don't know. I I, I just think the 48 does not have the day he wants to have here today. Okay, so maybe I got two records because you do make a good point. So now I'm, now I'm thinking the 48 is going to be included on this list. But the reason I was rolling my eyes is because your pick to win was actually my record. <laughs> oh, fair. There's a few people that have called him as a wrecker right now. So, And it's nothing against Kyle. It's just something about his luck in the Daytona 500. It never works out. It well, seems like every single year he is wrecked out of this thing. You could say the same thing for Earnhardt before with the seagulls and everything like that. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> he, he was destined to win it a few times, but he just had some bad luck, but it finally came his way. So I'm going to keep rolling the dice on Kyle Busch until he finally gets it. That, it just seems like a safe bet at this point. Yeah. So who you said Bowman and, and Bush are your, your record then? Yeah, I, well, Bush was my original pick, but you made a good point about Bowman. So. <laughs> All righty, then we go to the dark horse. And, again, I, I find it hard to think that he's not going to agree with me on this, but he starts back deep in the field. I said it already. He's a young gun. I think these guys are going to have to look out. He won it yesterday. I think Austin Sindrick, 
gets a top five here today if he's not in victory lane, possibly. That was also my pick. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I would imagine. So they, I, I would think just, man, it's hard not to pick Cindric. You've got the team behind you. You've got the car. And, and you, you've already shown the patience that you need to win a super speedway race. Not on the track, though. And the way I say that, Kyle, is he has shown that patience. So many people would have taken this opportunity that he has been given. You know he had contracts on the table. You oh, know. absolutely. And, and yet he, he says, I don't think I'm I'm ready 100% yet. I, I want to just, just really make sure I do this right. And I think that's setting him up to be a fantastic driver here going forward in his career. I think you're already setting yourself up to become a Hall of Famer in that, that ramp. So hopefully he can follow through with that and, and really come out because I just see nothing but great things coming from Austin Sindrick. Especially today, I see him doing really well today because, I mean, look at his two teammates. His two teammates are both phenomenal at Daytona and Talladega, and you know they're giving him some pointers. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I see him doing very well today. I could honestly see him getting the win. So, all right. I'm with you there. That's why they're a dark horse. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, Kyle. Thank you again for for helping me out here and, and talking a little NASCAR. I'm excited to watch the 500 today. And I'm I'm trying to think here. Oh, uh, how many? Is there any open spots in the uh, the draft picks deal? Draft picks? What do you mean? The 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 draft deal that you got you do? Oh no no no! We're not doing that again this season. No, you just uh, you, well you just broke my heart. Fair enough. What? Right, you know what? You are the fourth person to ask me about this today, so maybe it is something we need to start. You off just with. broke my heart. If you want to be what is it? DraftKings. Yeah, DraftKings. We were doing a little bit on DraftKings on uh, uh, like uh, it's a fantasy deal, and it was a weekly thing. So if you want to get part of that, maybe hit me up, and we'll we'll get you involved in that. Because I Kyle hates to get all these added things to him, but I think he just got another added thing to his his weekly duties here. So Kyle, thanks again for tuning in. He's gonna go to Sheets get some breakfast. I'm gonna <laughs> tune in, uh, relax a little bit before that 500. Thanks again, Kyle. So much. Appreciate you. Thanks for you. having me on. Fun as always. Absolutely. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in here today to Checkers and Wreckers. We'll be watching the Daytona 500. We got a lot of action as uh, real quick, we'll touch uh, We Fernando Alonso set to be okay. He's supposed to uh, uh, be fit to drive by the time uh, practice rolls around. So he was involved in a, uh, a cycling accident. He was actually hit by a car while on his cycle. He has a broken jaw, I guess uh, a few teeth uh, knocked out there. So unfortunate there for him. Our thoughts are with him and his, uh, the team, his family, everybody around Fernando Alonso. Hopefully we can see the, the world champ not be affected by this, but it's hard to think that a broken jaw in an F1 car is not going to affect you in some manner. So, uh, be really interesting to see how he pushes through in that regard, stuff like that. We also got an interview here with Saber Cook coming up this week, as well as Robert McGinnis. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in here to Checkers and Wreckers. It was a good one. Thanks again, Kyle, for tuning in and, and coming on, chatting with me. It's always fun to talk to Kyle about his knowledge there in NASCAR. Guys, I hope you enjoy the Daytona 500 because you know what that means. It's race season. It's time. We are back full swing 
NASCAR starts the season off right here today at the famous, famous Daytona International Speedway. We got the pricks of payment then tonight on CWTV. CWTV. I might be doing a little double action. I got a TV over there. I got my, my three screens across here for broadcasting. So I might have the three screens boosting the, the pricks of pavement going out to CWTV Nation as well as the TV going with the, the race on because I think we're going to get a little weather. Hopefully it doesn't get pushed back to Monday. Nobody likes to see that. That's always unfortunate. So hopefully we get to see that. Guys, thanks again for tuning in. As always, a big shout-out to each and every one of our partners, my bookie. Harmon Designs, Chummy Motorsports, Butt Kicker, Driving for Dyslexia, a Bruzy Racewear USA, Sean Nugent, the Rockstar Realtor. Excuse me. That gets me that gets me in the heart because he's such a good guy there. Such a great realtor. Rocket Racing Setups, Doc Sports, and guys, hit up Rogue Energy if you if if you are a powder drinker, if you don't like to to drink the 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 Red Bull stuff like that you like the the no sugar hit up Rogue Energy put the promo code BW Sports one and help us out help them out help you out get yourself some energy there Rogue Energy as well as if you're looking for a trailer hit up Jeff Hill Trailer Sales and let them know that BW Sports one or Checkers and Wreckers sent you guys thank you so much for everything you guys mean the world to me. What a, what a Sunday it's going to be. We got finger foods. We got snacks. We got some drinks. It's going to be a good one. Daytona 500. You guys have a great one. We'll see you later. Peace.